With the former president appealing Maine's ballot decision is far from the only item on his legal docket this week. He's also expected to file papers tonight in his federal appeal on presidential immunity. That and a whole string of other legal milestones are coming up, even as the Iowa caucuses and New Hampshire primary draw closer. With me now, one of the challengers, former New Jersey governor, federal prosecutor Chris uh, Christie. First of all, I'm wondering what you make of the Maine secretary of state's argument about what she did and the, the Trump filing. Look, I, I think that there's an interesting legal argument to be made here. I think the, the problem is, as a practical matter, um, excluding people from the ballot in this way is going to cause even more tumult in an already really divided country. And that's why I've said all along, and I don't want to be interpreted because it's not as a support of Donald Trump, as I'm sure you could probably tell, but it's the idea that the voters should be making this call. Um, and when when you have something that's as indecisive as what her argument was, I think. I think it's hard to have courts do it, but we're going to see. It's going to go to the U.S. Supreme Court at some point. They're going to decide. And as for the legal argument about whether a president has immunity for, for any act. Outrageous. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. It's a ridiculous argument. Yeah, I think it's going to be um, dismissed really quickly. Um, I don't think he has any legal basis. Do you think the Supreme Court will take it up? I think they may just even just give it the back of their hand and just deny cert mm. and just say, Forget it and go with the lower court rulings because I just don't believe that there's any real argument. I mean, think about the practicality of it is that a president could literally do anything. And if he wasn't impeached and removed for it, he escapes all type of criminal or, or civil legal liability. It doesn't make any sense. Ambassador Haley has said that she would pardon Donald Trump because in her words, what's in the best interest of the country is What's in the best interest of the country in not, in not letting an 80-year-old man sitting in jail that continues to divide the country? What's in the best interest of the country would be to pardon so that you can move on as a country? Well, I mean, it's just her, you know, doing what she does, which is she doesn't want to offend anyone. Uh, the fact is, she knows better as a governor. You can't make these decisions on pardons before you hear what the trial is, what the evidence is. You've made the point in the past that, that a pardon requires remorse or requires acknowledgement what you did was wrong. Yeah, acceptance of responsibility is what a pardon requires. He'll never accept responsibility, never has, he never will. So look, she's pandering. And, and Do you look, think she's running to be vice president? I think she'd be more than happy to take it. And, and the, my evidence for that, Anderson, is that she won't say she wouldn't. Now, I mean, Ron DeSantis has said, under no circumstances would he take it. I've said under no circumstances would I take it. Um, why won't she say it? I mean, I think that the only reason you've watched politics long enough to know when one of us doesn't rule something out, they're ruling it in. And this is the problem with her now is that she wants to be everything to everybody. And what was exposed with the slavery question last week exposes a much bigger problem. If you want to beat Donald Trump, you have to take him on. When's that coming? Um, if it, You can't say you're going to pardon him. You can't refuse to deny you'd be his vice president. They're running attack ads right now, but uh, hailing DeSantis against each other. Right. And and I, that's what I said on the debate stage in the fourth debate. was like, these guys are pretending that the race is between them. I mean, what's this, the race for second place? What's going on between DeSantis and Haley right now is the race for 2028. That's what it is. They're both trying to position themselves best for 2028. And I think four more years of either Donald Trump or Joe Biden as president would be disastrous for this country. And we have to win now. Do you, um, I, I want to play a little bit of what Governor uh, Chris Sununu of New Hampshire said. Uh, he endorsed Haley, but he said about your candidacy over the weekend. Yeah. Chris Christie's a friend, but his race is at an absolute dead end. He's going to say anything he can. This is a two-person race, right? It's between Trump and Nikki Haley. Everybody understands that. He knows his voters who want to see Trump defeated are all coming over to Nikki Haley. Uh, in fact, the only person that wants Chris Christie to stay in the race is Donald Trump.
Whenever somebody says sentence, he's a friend, but I'm always wondering yeah, well, what then, was yeah. about to happen. But yeah, the knife's about to be, be <laughs> stuck in, right? Look, um, it's since Chris started to work for Nikki Haley and become an employee of Nikki Haley, um, it's not the same Chris Sununu anymore. Chris Sununu, as you'll recall, was one of the most vocal Donald Trump critics in this country. In fact, he went to one of those big media events in Washington, D.C. and used incredible obscenities that I can't repeat on the air here to describe what he thought of Donald Trump's mental state, if you remember. This is a guy who has said Donald Trump is unfit. All things that his candidate is unwilling to say. Um, Chris Sununu has said that the states should decide abortions. Nikki Haley's in favor of a six-week ban. Um, he's abandoned that as well. I mean, the shame of this is that Chris has now abandoned his principles in order to try to, you know, get himself some political favor inside of his own state. So, like, look, I get it. I understand what he's doing. You don't think he's picked her because he thinks she's the one who can win? No, I don't think that. I think I think he picked her based on a set of polling at that moment. But if you based it, if you base your choice, which is what I believe you should do, who do you think is the person who can really beat Donald Trump and who wants to beat Donald Trump? I'd ask Governor Sununu, what indication does he have that he she wants to beat Donald Trump? And by the way, um, how does Chris Sununu defend what she said on the Civil War? You know, I, I don't understand that. I mean, look, at the end of it, she gave an answer that is typical of someone who's been pandering to a certain constituency in South Carolina for most of her political career. If you go back, um, Anderson, to what she said when she was running for governor in 2010, she said the Civil War was an argument between change and tradition, mm. right? What's that tradition? Enslaving people? I think it's between right and wrong. And our party was founded She on does that point out, I saw that video too, but she points out she took down the Confederate flag. She took it from one part of the of the statehouse grounds and she put it in the museum. Congratulations. Okay. I'm not saying she's a racist. Let's be clear. She's not. I've known her for 13 years. She's not a racist bone in her body. What she is is a panderer. And in this context, that's just as bad. Let me, Bob Menendez, you, you clearly know him. <laughs> yeah, what do you I make do. of this? I mean, a watch? Like, it, the price of... of Look, he's... he's if, it's, if the allegations are true, the, the price of bribing somebody... Anderson, when I was U.S. attorney for seven years in New Jersey, the, the, one of the things that shocked me the most was how cheaply you could buy a politician. I mean, $5,000 in cash in an envelope could get most elected officials. Is that right? Oh, yeah. I mean, it was amazing to me. When the FBI would say to me, let's start with $5,000, I'd say, who, who would throw their whole life away for five grand? Yeah. Oh, yeah, no. So you look at Bob Menendez, let's make this clear. He has been a completely unethical unprincipled politician for the entire time I've known him. And I've known him now for over 20 years. Um, he's never any principles. Think about what he said after he got a hung jury in the last trial. He went out and said, I know all the people were out there trying to dig my political grave and I know who you are and I'll remember. I mean, this is a guy who wasn't like grateful over the fact that he had just dodged a bullet. And his conduct afterwards indicates that's exactly what he meant, because he went right back to, according to the indictment, committing crimes and selling out this country as the chairman of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee. Look, the thing I'm disappointed about in the Democratic Party is, you know, at least the Republicans removed George Santos. I, where are the Democrats in the United States Senate with removing this guy? This is now a, th a second superseding indictment. So it's a third set of charges where he was using his position of leadership and intelligence information in the United States Senate to enrich himself and his wife. Um, I, I don't understand how Chuck Schumer can't go to Mitch McConnell right now and say, look, we need to have a vote 
to kick him out. Because to have him in there and have him have access to that kind of information, who knows what he's doing now to try to pay his legal fees. Governor Chris Christie, thank you. Thanks, Anderson.